on. What up, everyone? We are finally back. Guess who's Bazak? We are finally back. <laughs> it's been far too long. Far too long. And we want to apologize for the millionth time. Yeah, basically. For the delay. We've been hella busy, number one. Yeah. And then when we weren't, Catalina wanted to bleep us. <laughs> Catalina was like, hey, guys, um, I'm not having a wine convention. Catalina wanted to go out there and be a hussy and have unprotected sex. Oh, my God. Cheated on us and contracted an STD. And now you can't have 32-bit programs. Now we can't use anything. I'm just going to have to sip this water. <laughs> but before we get to that, welcome to the Terrible Reception Podcast. I don't even know what ep- is this episode 25. Let's just say it is for now. I want to say 23. I don't know why. Hold on. It's been so long. Hold on. Let me check that. It might even be 30. And then it sounds like, oh, my God, this guy has like the worst memory of all. But I don't know. I mean, we haven't done this in such a long time. So, anyway, so instead of this awkward silence, let's just say it's episode 25. Boom. (laughs) Or 24. (laughs) There we go. Which one sounds better? 24, 25? I don't know. It's kind of like, you know how we had this discussion the other day where, like, they usually drop the year of the car, like, ahead of time? Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Instead of angry drain, that's annoying drill. (laughs) Episode 24 of the Terrible Reception Podcast. We want to apologize for all the added noise. See, when we want to record an episode, something crazy happens. So we have some people working on the house. So you're going to have the Angry Train featured today. You're going to have the the Bully Drill. Yeah, the Bully Drill. (laughs) The Bully Drill is going to make... It's making an appearance just now. Oh, my God. Uh, We might hear some Spanish-speaking workers in the background as well. Um, Salute them. Salute America. Salutations. Anyway, <laughs> episode twenty-four of the episode of the Terrible Reception Podcast. <laughs> Welcome. I am one of your hosts, Luis Joel Suarez, and I AKA am. Jay Suarez, AKA what were you calling me the other day? International Poppy. International Poppy, right here in the building. International Poppy Seeds. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Get it in. And I am your other host, Parlay of Benetton, AKA. The French guy, aka Curly Head McGee, aka I don't know whatever. Why does McGee always sound like a good last name? I don't know. It's some like Irish shit. <laughs> anyway, subscribe to the YouTube channel if you have not already, and if you have, uh, just hit the little bell notification so you guys can get a uh, notification every time we drop an episode. Can I interview you? Let me start off uh, this. Hold on. Let me finish. No. By saying, <laughs> go on to Apple Podcasts. Make sure you leave a review. Leave a rating for us because that makes us look good. And we, we need that. We need that. We need that backing. Yeah, all right? we need those numbers because we can't. We're doing this shit for free, guys. <laughs> so we don't have any sponsors. We don't have anything. We're just doing it off the strength because we love talking to each other and we love talking to you guys. Yes. Even though you guys can't talk back. And the last one, Spotify. Make sure you go on Spotify. Follow the uh, podcast. That shit is so annoying. My God. And they didn't even start this thing until we started started this podcast. Fucking asshole. No, no, no. Not fucking asshole, but the universe is an asshole. Anyway. Yes. (laughs) Go on. Okay. So I wanted to get this podcast started with Bully Drill in the background. And I wanted to ask you. You know what's funny? I think this will 
help us with our energy yes and our emphasis on our <laughs> words because we have to speak louder than this drill speak louder than the drill yeah so i wanted um your whole insight it's been a while it's really been a while since we got on here there's like so many topics that one i probably passed but something that's hot right now is the discontinuation of likes on instagram and i wanted to get your thoughts i want you to delve into this deeply think about all the reasons why it might be being taken out what's what's being said i want your thoughts on it hit me uh first i want to see what it's like what it looks like okay because i don't know exactly what it looks like um but i feel this is same thing as everything instagram is a business they want all the business to themselves and uh you know it's just I think that's their way of preventing third parties from bypassing Instagram to make money. Okay. If that makes any sense. Because we had Nicki Minaj speak on it. And, and Nick- I agreed with her a million percent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if, you, if you guys didn't hear, Nicki Minaj was saying that they're discontinuing the likes because a lot of industries, especially like the music industry, a lot of big labels, they've lost their power when it comes to artists because artists have been able to achieve numbers likes money um just through being an influencer on instagram and they don't have any way to charge or get in those pockets like they used to so they are saying that they are discontinuing the likes why bk mental health purposes mental health purposes but we think that there's a bigger agenda behind it because money isn't being made we again we always tell you guys this on the podcast. We live in a capitalistic society. If 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 somebody's messing with the monopoly, somebody's gonna find a way to revert it, especially on these big and larger platforms like Instagram. So, we want to hear your thoughts. You can always drop some comments under this video, um, since this is the first topic, and uh, we want to hear your thoughts. Well, you know, do you do you like that they're taking away likes? Does it really matter or not? Because Instagram to me is like a huge museum. It's like a gallery, right? It's full of pictures. And a lot of. I like how you say museums. Museums? Cool. That's French as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Museum. So it's kind of like, it's one of those situations where I feel that, um, you know, art has always been. It's somebody's like you can only have an opinion when it comes to art, right? It's subjective. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying like people can like it or dislike it or whatever like that. I don't think that, you know, when people perceive it in a different sense, when they when they it's like their whole life. Mm -hmm. I think, it, you know, that's that's when it can hurt people. Um, But like, you know, I don't think it was ever a big deal. You know what I'm saying? I, sometimes I even saw less likes as more of an applause. And like, because more haters you have, like, because we had insights, right? So if you guys see you had like 2,000 views and only 13 people liked it, so what? You had the views, you know what I'm saying? People are peeping it. They just don't want to give you the the applause, right? Yeah. Um... I don't know. I, I think at the end of the day, is it's a money thing. Okay. Um, be, and I've noticed ever since this announcement that, I don't know if it's just our content is trash or what, but yeah. <laughs> you see less likes and less views mm-hmm. on 
content these days, which in turn forces you to be like, especially if you're a business, right? If you're a small business such as ourselves um, and a an entity that strives on content and mm. validation uh, as much as we don't want to succumb to the idea that we um, are bowing to other people's yeah. validation. That's we great, have to. No, that's a great point. You know, um, so it like forces you and it kind of gets frustrating when you post something um, and you have to figure out when's the best time to post it, um, who you should post it towards, how many hashtags you should put. And like, I don't even think hashtags are working anymore. No, um, I mean, we, we live in a very hypocritical time because, you know, most people will tell you in a, you know, if they're trying to boost your confidence, you're like, oh, you don't need anybody's validation, but we live in the era of validation. So, you know, the more people are liking your stuff, the more people are sharing your stuff. You know, the more uh, gratitude, the more popularity you gain. And we know popularity, um, you know, is is a value because it's like a social value. And, you know, money and popularity are hand in hand in the sense that you're able to manipulate anything with those two when you have those on your side. When you have money and when you have popularity, you can manipulate the system to your advantage so that's what everybody strives for because then you know you can do what you want with your popularity or your money but mm-hmm. again um it's kind of like the the fit t thing was like fit t didn't have to go through uh at least i don't think so they didn't have to go through sponsored posts yeah to expand expand exactly so all they had to do is pay a couple of um influencers Mm -hmm. say hey here's a couple dollars you know just post it in one of your stories or whatever or post it in one of your uh timeline posts so that their exposure game right so that bypasses instagram which in turn instagram loses money and yeah that's it because it all started from them taking away the chronological posts yes now you'll see a fucking post from like three days ago yeah and it's really annoying. That's but. what that's why people said, um, you know, when somebody that has a, lo- a lot of Instagram followers or stuff like that, when say say you are a small business, whether you're doing photography or, you know, whatever you're doing, like even if you're a designer, a lot of these guys try to use this upper hand slash leverage uh, to say that they can give you exposure. Right. So say it really depends on what the exposure is. First of all, you should always inquire with your client on how much exposure you are getting because, you know, they have a million follow followers, but if they're only getting like 3000 views, mm-hmm. one, you have to take into consideration, what are those people doing? Are those 3000 people or at least half of them the type to also uh, inquire with your business? Are they going to want photo shoots? Are they going to want clothing? Are they just people liking the, the post? So you always have to kind of keep your client in check and saying well sure i can get views but i can't pay pay my bills with exposure Mm -hmm. because when you think about how much it is on facebook to what they charge you for three thousand views if you're paying ten dollars i don't think that ten dollars equivalates to your photo shoot when you could be making 500 so always take that into consideration Mm -hmm. does the money slash the exposure and their clientele are they the type to follow the path of them in the sense of paying you for your work, for your services. Always think about that as an uh, indie person. 
Oh man, this day is getting Ooh, better. Yeah. So many interruptions. So anyway, many to piggyback off that, um, I guess I don't know this whole Instagram thing. It, social media in, in general, you have to as the guy that kind of runs all the social media for us mm-hmm. um it's always keeping you on your toes like once you think you figured out or mastered something it always switches up on you for some reason so um just uh i guess stay out stay um stay woke guys yeah. <laughs> and uh try to figure out this system man because it's not going to change unless we um band together which nobody ever do that like I was listening to another podcast where they were like, oh, we should all just like have a Instagram blackout for a day. And you can you imagine if all the Instagram users like stopped using Instagram for a whole day? Mm-hmm. That'd be crazy. No, it would. There's this power in numbers, but you know. But the thing is, people, people do never that. realize it. it's that fear factor. And that's where um, that control is. You know what I'm saying? So... You know, the powers that be, that 1% you always hear talking about, they have that control because, one, first of all, on a deeper level, it's like there's always things to separate us, whether it's by race or everything else, because they know power in numbers is power in general. So there's always something to keep us apart. But if you if we band together for any type of movement, trust me, things will change. Yeah, man. So, um... Yeah, I mean, we could talk about this all day, throw our conspiracies out there, <laughs> but I think we're both on the same page with a lot of the people. So, 100%. Um, let me see. So uh, yesterday on Instagram, I asked uh, our new followers, because we've had a lot of new followers, um, to ask us some questions uh, that we can answer today. Uh, we got several entries here. Uh, we have a question that we've answered before in one of earlier episodes. So if you don't want to go deep into these episodes, uh, how did you two meet? How did we meet? Didn't we share that before? That's what I just said. Yeah. Pay attention to me. <laughs> trying to, trying to multitask <laughs> right here. Uh, we have answered this question before. Uh, it was in one of the earlier episodes. Um, and we, we, we always explain it the same way. And I think I intro this answer to this question the same exact way every time somebody asks us is a four-letter word by the the word is called fate yes um i'm a big believer in everything happens for a reason and um basically i met an individual um in middle school i went to i think second to like eighth grade with this kid and he disappeared after eighth grade uh shout out to aunt uh disappeared and back then you didn't have social media Mm-mm. dating myself but back then we didn't have social media so um it was difficult to keep in touch with somebody like that yeah <laughs> i feel like he's getting louder and yeah, louder like fuck you anyway and um so during high school i didn't keep in contact with him obviously because you know the date the ages of no social media so Life. all of high school this kid was gone and then it was back in the myspace days he hit me up um and i didn't even recognize him at first but um yeah he was uh i think it was like sometime in college he hit me up and then uh we started hanging out again and then i had told him that i was writing some poetry or whatever or he told me that he was doing music and i was like oh that's dope i was writing i was writing poetry and i kind of just want to get into music whatever and then you know he was telling me about you my sir mm. and then uh he introduced me to you via uh um, aol aol messenger um and uh yeah 
and it was uh history after that this guy was shy guy and <clears throat> that was on your uh that was on my end but on your end it was kind of similar you met him in high school or something right yeah mm-hmm. uh he was he was a funny 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 character i mean i called him stat status um because he always had a, he always he, he was always living a different status he was always doing something and i, I just i gave him that nickname after a while um but he was a funny cat man very comical in character and uh yeah he mentioned you you know in uh great regards and then when you came to the studio man i mean like uh the 15 years of our friendship i feel like you've opened up a lot more like when you first came around you were quiet as hell you were really shy mm-hmm. you weren't as uh confident in what you do versus now mm-hmm. there's definitely been a growth yeah and uh it was cool though man it's, it's funny it was like the most quiet guy most uh discreet guy in the room ended up being the one that uh we ride into the wheels fall off you know what i'm saying there was a lot of other people that were outspoken in this and that but just over the years like people fell off and like uh i mean i guess the unloyal unloyal homies quote unquote just uh just happened like that which is kind of cool to me uh mm-hmm. you never know what to expect but it's um like trimming the fat yeah it's mm-hmm. always like trimming the fat um i feel the the most outspoken people are the most insecure yeah, yeah. a lot of the times i think so no it's cool it's cool but that's that's basically how it happened uh me and jay just found like a good uh chemistry when when it comes to our workflows uh, this guy again he's super trustworthy uh that's one thing that uh i think makes our business so great man like when when you have a reliable person in your corner whoever that is it could be family or friends um it makes the business uh run a lot more easily you don't always have to look over your back yeah. so always go with your gut instinct if you're feeling something um you know i tell people uh pe- people think like you know it sounds crazy but we all have like psychic abilities in a sense like you know even when it comes to your family or like your moms you know when your moms can pick up that you're upset like everybody has that to a certain extent so when your gut instinct tells you you know you can trust this person um that whatever you're feeling that energy speaks louder than words you know what i'm saying and action sometimes too so mm-hmm. yeah definitely uh find somebody in your corner that you rock out with and don't have to look over your shoulder word and communication 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 is key yeah man in any relationship for real yeah somebody asked me the other day like how do we resolve creative disputes mm-hmm. and i had mentioned to them that uh little stipulation that we have between us whereas yeah. like we have those three things that if we're super adamant about we could pull that card yes <laughs> where it's like for example um what was it uh i'm brand new how i didn't like the horns and we were going back and forth for a little while and we forgot that we did that and you basically yeah. like a soccer referee you're like car and i was like Fuck. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I made i made this like uh i don't know i guess it's um what do you call it coupon mm-hmm. it's kind of like a business coupon i thought this was a cool idea a receipt <laughs> yeah yeah like i said we have two to three coupons throughout the year mm-hmm. and sometimes like just as an individual or like a person in your business, you're like really adamant about something. You feel like it's going to work. And like maybe your partner is like, nah, not really feeling it. So I used one this year. Jay still has his three. Um, I used one when we were making brand new. I really like the horns that I put on the hook and I felt really admin as an artist or a producer about keeping them in. He wasn't feeling it, but I said, Hey, I'm going to give up one of my uh, business coupons for the year. So, you know, I think that's a cool way of, if you guys can keep it, 
you know, in memory of like how many times you used it. I think it's a great way to um, work things out. Yeah. You know, uh, I think that's a really cool way of doing it. And so, we can't dispute it. It's like, yeah, once yeah. you pull that car, it's like, fine. you guys can use it in your family, use a family or a friend coupon. Like if you guys really admin about something and you feel like it's good, but everybody is going against you. If everybody's cool with those rules, you know, like people can pull that card and then it's like, all you can do is respect it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man. So, uh, let me see. Shout out to Maya for that question. All the way from Orlando, Florida, Orlando, Florida. Uh, so the next question is what advice would you give to an aspiring artist? Okay. Me? You could go first. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Aspiring artist. Um, Short and sweet. Because we cool. could do this all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was going to say, um, don't really... If, if you could pick one thing you could tell somebody. Don't look... If you're an artist, you're an artist for life. So don't look into societal standards of when you have to make it by. Just, like, have your freedom. Um, freedom to express yourself. I think that's the most important part. Like, if you're able to create and do what you want... Um, against all odds and stipulations, whether that's finances, what your family says and all that, just stay true to yourself because, um, I kind of say it like you don't always have to go to school or college to be great at what you do. Um, you can go to, you know, uh, inform yourself more about something. Like if, if, if a college is more specific towards what you do and you have that, um, opening, go and do it. I'm, you know. But um, I would say just keep um, perfecting your craft and just, you know, listen to yourself insta- instead of all the noise outside of you. Um, again, feel that energy of the truth. If your friend is really telling you, take constru- constructive criticism well. Um, it can only make you better. If somebody's just downing you to down you, you can feel the difference. If somebody's saying, hey, I think you can improve on your lines, if you're like a tattoo artist or artist in general, like, you know, work on those things because somebody told it to you in sincerity. So um, don't don't put a timestamp on yourself. You know, if you're artist, you're artist for life and people respect great art, period. You could be a 50 year old designer and then you have your break or whatever. And then the whole world can enjoy your designs. Um, same thing with music or anything else. We live in different times. So uh, don't be too hard on yourself. And um, again, trust your instinct and enjoy your freedoms. Boom. Okay. Mine would be two things. Mm-hmm. Just start. Okay. Meaning don't think about it. Okay. Don't overthink it. Gotcha. You got to start somewhere. Yes. Only one person has the first thing I ever recorded in my life. And that is Kendall. <laughs> and if he ever releases it, <laughs> I this remember. is my testimonial. <laughs> I will murder you. <laughs> Use this shit in court. I don't care. <laughs> um, it's funny that he has that because I remember recording it. Mm-hmm. Yo, I remember recording it. It's fucking embarrassing. It gives me fucking anxiety thinking about it. <laughs> Maybe I'll play it one day so you guys can see where I started. It's disgusting. That's why I said it's all about growth. Yeah, it's all about growth. That's what she said. But anyway, uh, don't overthink it. Just start. If you think you suck, forget it yeah yeah, yeah. you got to start somewhere lay that uh base lay that foundation foundation that groundwork so you can build your way up um let me see and also don't compare yourself to a well-established person Mm -hmm. so let's say you're a painter don't compare yourself to picasso 
especially when you're starting. Exactly. There was this interesting thing that I saw the other day. Uh, I forget what they call it, but it's some kind of gap in between. Um, and I was trying to find it before while you were talking, but I couldn't find the uh, mm. post. But basically, there is a gap between where you want to be mm-hmm. and where you currently are. Okay. And that gap is, um, like I said, I forgot the name, but that gap is what uh, frustrates somebody, which yeah. is, for example, um, when we learn, when we want to do something photography-wise, right? When we want to edit something, where it's mm. like, damn, how do I get my photo to get here? Mm. And we compare ourselves to the other photographers, like yeah, yeah. the Peter McKinnons of the world, or the Florence of the world, and we're like, damn, we're here, mm. but we want to get here. Gotcha. So that gap in between what you know and where you want to be is very frustrating. Mm-hmm. So don't fall in that. You're going to fall in that gap, but don't f- get caught up in that gap yeah. of trying to figure things out. Just do it. You will learn. Just practice, practice, practice. Mm-hmm. Get started. Practice. Set goals. Yeah. And lay the groundwork to get to those goals. Yeah. Trust in the process. And just like I always mm-hmm. say, um, just take the failures and just see them as like they're basically left or rights to your destination. It's mm-hmm. not you're still on course. Uh, it's not a dead end. Uh, just keep, you know, just keep going on that path. And like, you know, when you can when you can accept the worst of the worst and everything else, when you get comfortable with fear, when you get comfortable with failure, this can only improve who you're about to become. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've learned that on the journey. Because, again, we are all built within the society to follow a different structure. It's not made for artists, first of all, okay? If you're you're taking an artistic path, your life is completely different than your friends and family that Mm -hmm. go by the structure of, I went to elementary school, you know, I went to college to get my degree, and now I'm in nursing. It is a whole completely different path and, and mentality on a psychological level of understanding those people don't understand your world and sometimes you don't understand theirs. So don't let that also um, complicate your life or their lives and your friendships because way different, way different tra- 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 trajectory trajectories. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, yeah, man, uh, that's a lot of the advice that we would give because um, I remember when was it a few months ago I was talking to. One of my cousin's cousins is just a, a girl that I grew up with. So we call each other cousin, whatever. Um, and she was talking about makeup tutorials and how she wants to get started and how she's scared to put things out. And I'm like, just put it out. Yeah, yeah. What is what are you so afraid of? Yeah. Just put it out. If it sucks, build on it. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Now, people Boys, are <laughs> fearful of the repercussions for some reason, like mm-hmm. it's the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said the more you're like, you know, you think you think, uh, you know, jay-z or beyonce is proud of every track that they come out with sometimes the label pushes these tracks because they're like oh you need track 12 uh, because it's going to be a great filler and like people can understand this and this ballad blah 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 and they they might might be feeling it but it's like a business you know what i'm saying yeah i mean that's different from what we were talking about but uh i was gonna uh do the comparison there's the angry train everybody's coming to show up today you know what i'm saying anyway um the comparison i was trying to make is if you're listening to this episode and haven't listened to any previous episodes Mm. listen to the audio quality video watch the video quality and just the overall structure of the podcast uh episode 24 i said right yes this is episode 24 or 25 
if I fuck up, one of those are right. Hmm. Um, uh, and then compared to episodes one to like three or four. Yeah. One, we didn't have these mics. Two, we didn't have this camera, these beautiful cameras. Three, we didn't have the uh, overall layout for the actual video structure, which we're running with now. And we kind of didn't have any struggle. We kind of just w- winged it. Or wung it? Winged it. Yeah. Winged it. <laughs> and uh, Wung it. <laughs> that sounds cool. Yeah, right? We just wunged it. You wunged it. <laughs> uh, just like somebody when somebody says brung. You I brung, brung it. And um, but yeah, man, it, it it just get started. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. Um. So shout out to our friend over in Albania for that question. Nice. Mashael, I think that's how you pronounce her name. Mashael. She also asked, uh, where do you start if you want to make music? Where do you start? Okay. Um, this is like I took l- this question in two ways. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, to cut you off, but no, it's okay. I took this as. Where do you start if you want to start making music? Mm-hmm. As far as if you're a person and wants to start making music, where do you start? I was about to say it's a loaded question. Or uh, us already kind of established how do we start making music? Gotcha. Like how do we construct a song? I construct guess? a song. Yeah. So I guess. Well, either way, let me let me put it both mm-hmm. ways, right? If you I'll put it one way and I'll put it the other way because you'll talk for like half an hour. <laughs> hey man, <laughs> sometimes I sip my coffee. Sometimes my coffee. You you can't talk about the whole process in two minutes. Sometimes <laughs> no, but I was gonna say um one if you don't have the finances, build a relationship with somebody that has the setup. Word. So like if you found like a local producer that already invested their time and their money into like a small studio setup where you can record and get your ideas out, mm-hmm. boom, hit that up. If you do have a little bit of finances in your pocket or you're willing to make the dip, like start investing in, you know, your own studio setup, like get a get a laptop. So one, you can be mobile, mobile, you know, um, you can record wherever inspiration hits you. Um, get a good mic. These are great mics. Uh, I always recommend these because one, it's good for podcasting. Two, it's great for vocals. Michael Jackson, he recorded Thriller with this mic. It's about like four hundred dollars. What and mic is this? This is the Shure SM7B. Once again, Shure, S-H-U-R-E, S-M-7B. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a great, what we call dynamic microphone. doesn't pick up too much noise in the background, except for today. There's, <laughs> It's really heavy on the noise, so if you can imagine how good it sounds through this mic, you'll get an idea. Um, it's really good for vocals. You can, like, scream into it, and it doesn't, like, you know, make it too offensive. Mm-hmm. Um and then like get a good DAW, which is DAW that just stands for Digital Audio Workstation. You can get Pro Tools, you can get Fruity Loops that makes beats. You guys can get Reason, whatever you guys are comfortable or you're introduced to. Don't be mad of what's better. It's how you use it. It's how you use it. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. So um, that's that's my best advice. Just get started. Like Jay said, um, don't overthink it. Just do it. It's kind of like Nike. Just do it. That's why. That's the brand uh, logo. Just do it. Man. Just do it. And build your way there, too. Like you said, if you don't have the finances, obviously, if you're inspired at a very young age to start doing music, obviously, you don't have the finances for it. But Unless your parents are rich. <laughs> unless your parents are rich. Um, mm-mm, mm-mm. Not this rich. <laughs> uh, but it would be good to have you as a parent if you're an aspiring artist yeah you'll be a motivation but um, i'm telling you that's what i'm working towards <clears throat> what i was saying is um if you're at a young age and you don't have the finances for it just start small mm-hmm. 
even if you have to record into your iPhone for now until you can get those finances, maybe ask for an allowance yes. so you can start building up, set up your priorities. We know a bunch of people that are super talented and would rather waste their money on cigarettes and weed and drugs and not invest in a new laptop per se. I told so many people that if you put all the efforts you do into mm-hmm. looking for weed, buying a $400 belt. Instead of buying a $400 hard drive where you can store everything or a microphone so you could further your career so that down the line, maybe you can get yourself a million pairs of Jordans no matter what. So, um, but that's a mindset that comes with age and maturity. You know what I mean? I can't say me at 20 years old. um, Well, I could say that. Never mind. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I can't say that the average 20 year old is going to be like, oh, yo, I want to save up my allowance so I can get a new laptop so I can start working on this music or uh, save the money that I had for this stupid Gucci belt (laughs) and invest it in like a microphone or a studio setup. Because it goes back to our first conversation, the podcast validation. A lot of when you're young, you're always looking for validation, you know, and all your friends are like, oh, that's not the hottest <coughs> sweater. I mean, we we live with it as adults. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Always do it because it's making you happy. Right. And there's nothing for the fellas out there mm-hmm. and the ladies that are into ladies. There's nothing sexier than a person with confidence. Mm-hmm. If you're rocking Forever 21, rock the shit out of that thing. Mm-hmm. Just be confident in what you have yeah. with what you're given and your stay within your means. No. So international um, poppy just said it best, man. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so that's part one of the question. The part two that I kind of created for myself was how do we start creating music? Yeah. Um, and I think for the most part is very you driven because you're the main producer. Um, and for fallen actually was a different one because mm-hmm. I kind of, which is funny that fallen came out today, guys stream it. Um, for Fallen, it was a funny story because I don't know. Sometimes I'll I'll pop into like interviews and stuff like that just to get an idea of what certain artists are like as people, just doing or it. how they portray themselves. So I was listening to Pop Smoke for some reason because I get these like weird, these weird inclinations, right? So I was like, I always want to know what these people sound like outside of the music, right? Mm-hmm. So Pop Smoke has a very interesting voice. Yeah, yeah. He has a very interesting rap voice. So I'm like, I want to see if he sounds like this. <laughs> That's what gravitated me towards Travis Scott. Mm-hmm. He's like kind of nerdy. <laughs> right. He made his music or just who he is like cooler to me. Right. So very similar to that. So I'm, I watch interviews to see how they are as people. It'll either really make me like them more mm-hmm. or I'll just stick it to the music, whatever. <laughs> I'll just stick to the music. Yes. Saying it politely. <laughs> exactly. So Pop Smoke has a very interesting voice. So I was like, let me see if he really sounds like this. And it was like in my YouTube feed or whatever. So I checked it out. It was like one of those genius lyric breakdown yeah. things for uh, Welcome to the Party. Not a lot of lyrics on that. But um, but basically, he said that he got started. He was like, oh, yeah, you know, I, just, I was just on YouTube and I found this beat and I just rapped on it. And I was like... Ding. Ding! I was like, "Why did this never come across my mind to just look for a?" Because we we've tried to work with other artists and other producers, in the sense that um, you do a lot of the production, so it gets very overwhelming for you to yeah. make the beat, sit with the beat, mix the beat, and then bring it to me, and then we write to it, and then we record it, yeah. and then you're mixing it. So you're listening to this thing on loop for like days. Some days, sometimes it's, weeks. some days it's like butter. It just comes 
easily and other days it's like pulling teeth so yeah it gets draining so um i was like let me see if we could alleviate some of that stress off of you and see if we could find another producer out mm. there and this was just like a shot in the dark type i of like thing. feeling like an artist too <laughs> so um basically i jumped on youtube and i was like i know i've heard people doing this before so i was like oh, let me try it so i jumped on youtube typed in a couple things type beats or whatever and i came across mr single sound single sound mr single sound based out of uh canada yeah which is funny because uh toronto we love all those <laughs> artists out of uh out of canada and um it was literally like one of the first two maybe even the top the first one i clicked on and i fell in love with it immediately yeah, yeah. and i saved it and then when we were in the car one day i played it for you and we were like you started doing the melodies right away and yeah. i was like there it is so then we uh, came up with that one line. Uh-huh. And so then it was we, just coming like, yep. So we were rocking to it and we're like, yeah. we're like, ooh, we like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, once we both perk up, we're like, okay, that, yeah. that's it right there. We're always saying sometimes like the melody, just like the cadence of the melody starts mm -hmm. creating the words. And I think right. like that's the always the coolest, most fun thing to look forward to as a mm -hmm. writer. Mm -hmm. It's just like, and then you're like, ah like you mm -hmm. just start thinking about what words has those peaks in it yeah and it's kind of dope and i love it when you do that too because it's like it's less stress on me because i'm not a big melody or f flow per flow person yeah because yeah, yeah. we've been doing this for a long time jay it's like jay loves mad libs and i'm just giving him the spaces to fill in right and it's i love the satisfaction of hitting every single melody and every single like pocket of the melody that you give me yeah, yeah. and uh, it makes it easier for me it makes it easier for us um for us to what we've been doing lately is writing the songs together we got two more fire songs on the way. yeah so we write the songs together which is less stress on both of us you know because um we'll combine the best of what <laughs> we each bring to the table uh -huh. and we compile these beautiful songs together yeah and we literally sit here and it's like, how about this line? We're like, eh, mm -hmm. it could be better. Yeah, I Jay, don't like that word. Let's Jay take that doesn't word. let the like the words slide. Like I yeah. might say, uh, oh, what do you think about this word? He's like, nah, we could do better. So mm -hmm. I love that too, where it's mm -hmm. like, okay, that's more of a challenge. It, it's mm -hmm. not like he's easily accepting like, yeah, we're mm -hmm. going to use the word getting. And it's mm -hmm. like, no, like, we can do better. Yeah. So that's kind of how <laughs> we created that one. We got that first line, have a in love or have a fun for you. And we kind of just rolled around that. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And um, mm -hmm. it all mm -hmm. fell together mm -hmm. after that. And uh, but overall, what we usually do is you'll come to me with a beat, an idea. Sometimes you'll come with the hook or at least a melody for a hook. Yeah. And then when you give it to me, I'm like, hmm, yeah, this sounds good, yeah. but it's not for us. Yeah. We or, let it we let it marinate like because right. like you, you, you'll play it in the car because it's cool. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm maybe working like 15 minutes to a couple hours on like getting the melodies out, just like trying all these different things. I'll send that format to Jay. He'll bump into the car wherever he's going. Mm -hmm. And then, like, if it resonates with him, haha, ha, um, it's kind of one of those things that it's just like, this is it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's stuck in my head. Mm -hmm. I want to write to it. I can tell with him. It's either, like, bing or not. Mm -hmm. And we, that was, like, a couple tracks that I shared recently where I was like, okay, there was, like, bing, bing, bing. Like, we had them mm -hmm. all in a row. So, that's pretty dope. Yeah, man. So, that's usually how we started. And then... You know, like I said, the melody is already there. We just sit down, write to it. Or if I'm inspired enough, I'll write to it separately, uh, which doesn't really happen much these days. But uh, and uh, yeah, what's your favorite? Um, what's your favorite track that we've written melodically 
And what's another track that you love outside of our music or like an artist that's melodic that you're like, damn, everything they write, like I can't stop humming. Oh, Fallen is definitely up there. Okay. Top two. Cool. Elevated is always up there for me. Gotcha. Um, that we wrote separately. Um, Sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm across between Garden and... Uh, Garden. I love how Garden came together um, production wise. Okay. Production wise, that one's a smash. Yeah, because I feel like uh, I feel like we're Cuddy fans, mm-hmm. and like I felt like the the melody was Cuddy. Yeah. And the basses was like Trap Travis. Yeah. And it had like a mixture of those two worlds. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Garden's up there too. Yeah. And then Drive there. is very melodic all the way through. Mm-hmm. Drive is another one. I love how we came together and made that one. Um. And yeah, Fallen is probably the top one for now. Okay. Um. And the other question was like, who do you find outside? Like as an artist, like uh, who's like somebody that like person I've been listening to lately, St. <laughs> John. Okay. St. John melodically, lyrically, he's just production wise. I know he does. I don't know if he does his own beats, but um, just everything that comes yeah. together, the way he writes, the melodies that he comes up with, the they topics that he tackles. So, so dope. And he's so diverse too. Like he'll hit, hit you with like some trap shit. The way he come hit, back the, and hit you the with the way he introduced with, like, Lenny. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's crazy. So he's the only one I've really been listening to lately. Um, that's pretty much it. Okay. Everybody else is okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, let me see. I know it's been a bunch of weeks. I don't want to tackle any really old topics. But I was gonna uh, ask you. Um, what do you what do you think about like this? Uh, cross cross section of like popular artists coming into like political regimes like you have like the impeachment of trump and now they're starting to bring in names like asap rocky you have people that are in jails and like kim kardashian and kanye are advocates of getting those people out um i feel like there's more of a the the worlds are bleeding into each other Mm -hmm. more than ever where you had people that might even lost their lives, like John Lennon, fighting for peace back in the day. You know, it's funny uh-huh. that you mentioned that. Look at this song that Bernie Sanders walked out to. Oh, God. No. Really? Look at it. This video. <laughs> wow. It's not edited in? No. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, then he, and then he's like this. He's dabbing. Like... <laughs> Pick up the phone, baby. Need the Bernie, Bernie. You think Killer Mike's like, yo, we gotta play this track? Probably. Mhm. I don't know where he's at, but look at that crowd in the back. Hey, Bernie. Yeah. <laughs> he came out to Travis Scott. That was so dope. Yeah, right. Um. <sighs> I don't even know where to go. I with feel this like one. politics is kind of like you know how the basketball game mm-hmm. is like the basketball players want to be the rappers and vice versa. I feel like something's going on like that. Like Trump tweets, like 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 he's an artist, and mm-hmm. then like you know you know what I'm saying. And then Kanye is <laughs> trying to speak like he's a politician. Like there's this one thing I appreciate about Trump is the uh, how he has ignited this fire of people caring about politics. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if it anybody has ever cared about politics as much as it's been these days, but yeah. um, I guess it, it brings awareness to people. Dude, it's um, like cancer. 
Mm-hmm. It's like until somebody in your family has cancer, everybody's mm-hmm. eating what they want. They don't mm-hmm. give a fuck. Mm-hmm. And now it's like somebody dies in your family of cancer, this mm-hmm. or that. It's like you you start becoming more aware. Like holy, <laughs> sh- I I think I should be taking better care of things. Well, damn, that's super morbid. But no, okay. but I'm saying that's how it is. I mean, sometimes you have to be that. You gotta. You could have gone with like, oh, somebody got diabetes in my family. You gotta go. Diabetes can be as bad. Died. That's but that's how it is. I have mad people that like they're like, yo, somebody in my family has cancer. Now I like. I look, I look towards my health more. No, yeah, I never course. heard it about like diabetes. Some people mm-hmm. like I know that have diabetes, and they're like, "Yo, can I get a General's child chicken with extra sugar on it?" I'm like, yeah. mm. like no. <laughs> <laughs> I met some kid um, in the line of work that I was doing that I'm doing, and um, he was at a very young age had a very severe. I forget the type one or type two. I think type two is the one that you develop, right? Or type one is the one that you were born with. Yeah, I think so. And then like mm-hmm. type two is something like where you have problems like healing i think like like if you get cut you have to be careful yeah yeah so the the point is that he developed it at a young age he was like 15 and he Mm. had to like learn how to adjust his um his uh diet gotcha at that age as a person that loved pizza he had to like make sure he counts his carbs and make sure he balances out with the insulin or you know just the medication that he has to take and i found that very interesting and very um so what i'm looking for inspiring in a sense okay because for a kid to have to drop everything and take their health so seriously especially when it's a life and death situation because it could get to the point where the person could die if you eat too much pizza yeah. you know what i, mean? I had Something a friend that, that had uh, i think type 2 diabetes mm-hmm. and uh throughout elementary school i would always have to walk down to him to the nurse's office just in case he passed out while like again on the way to checking his blood because he had to check his blood before he ate and then you know when when you do eat certain things and you have to get the um insulin shots Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so it's like you know it's that's so crazy that i feel like maybe diabetes is like a new age thing that maybe it wasn't as prevalent in the past because now oh, yeah. we have like sugar so accessible and how mm-hmm. it's manufactured that like we just overdosed and stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely like a thing that's more these days. It could be a combination of, yeah, the nutrition sucks <laughs> yeah. and the awareness. Mm-hmm. I feel like the older I get, the more aware I, felt I am of certain things that yeah, I wasn't yeah. aware of when I was younger. True. Um, and also exposure too. Um, there's more exposure so you're able to read up on things see things that you weren't used to seeing when you were younger so we spoke about this in the car (coughs) last night because you know you've been sharing these sex trafficking videos and i'm like wow what a such a fucked up world but we're always like you know you think about the medieval times like if somebody thought you're a witch you're getting burned at the stake in front of the whole village so it's like barbaric or like craziness is nothing new jay just mentioned like yeah like we have more access to it now. It's more mm-hmm. prevalent in being like you can become aware of it because again, it's all over the internet. So like, mm-hmm. shit didn't change. It's just now that we have more access to it, yeah, we're more aware. Like you said, mm-hmm. and it also could be that because we have the exposure to it, it could trigger something in somebody else to want to do those certain things. Yeah. If that makes any sense, or do better four or do better. so those things don't uh keep... take a positive route <laughs> yeah yeah hey for um, every negative i gotta add a positive <laughs> man that's all about balance but yeah man um 
let me see. I had a topic in here that we could discuss. Let me ask you, um, because since you're so uh, cinema and TV pop culture um, prone, um, what were your thoughts on the new Disney Plus versus Netflix versus like a Hulu? Like, who are you riding with, my guy? I've been saying it for a minute. Netflix is going to die. Okay. Netflix is going to die. Netflix will die. Disney Hulu, Plus. Hulu is owned by Disney, so. Okay. So Disney that cancels out. Disney's on top. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. Disney I think it's everything everything from content. Like if Disney can create some dope new content mm-hmm. cuz they're there for old stuff, right? Mm-hmm. The first thing I wa- I did when I got Disney Plus was watch the old school X-Men cartoon. Oh, dope. And I watched a couple ep- older episodes of The Simpsons. Yeah, um, yeah. So they have so much old content on there. And I know they're creating more Marvel stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which is just going to, I'm telling you, Netflix is going to get the hell up out of here. No, I've been saying I was, this for a minute, too. I was really interested. Sell your stocks, people. Hurry. Sell your stocks. <laughs> well, don't sell your stocks. Hold on to your stocks. Sell them when it's good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, wait, wait until, like, the Disney Plus hype dies down a little bit. Yeah. And once it netflix shoots up a little bit like wait for maybe when stranger things comes back out yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait for that spike oh, i want that season four so bad and then sell that shit yeah, immediately yeah, yeah i mean i'm no stockbroker so don't listen to me but <laughs> do but, your research but the star wars that's what caught my eye the whole mandalorian mm-hmm. and all that like i'm like that's so fresh mm-hmm. but um okay and they're smart too they release the episodes every week yeah yeah it's yeah. kind of like the dc universe app they release their episodes of their TV series weekly. Keeps them coming back. You got to hold on to the subscription. Yeah, man. To watch it. I started getting, uh, I was really enjoying um, Mixed-ish. It's kind of like a offset to Black-ish. And it has to do with uh, what's, um, Rainbow's life as a youngster about her fam- her family and stuff. And it has that like family matters slash boy meets world type of presence from like mm-hmm. we over, we always mention like TGI Fridays and um not the restaurant the TV shows yeah 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 <laughs> TV shows from like ABC like they have those uh funny comical aspects and then like they wrap up with that very sentimental family value where like just giving you a little insight on um you know good things I'm gonna say if you're Gen Z and you're too young to know what TGI Fridays was every Friday. When we were what preteens, mm-hmm. maybe into like the early teens, I'd say uh, so. Every Friday they would show a block of TV shows uh, from like I think it was like six or seven ish to about ten. Yes, they would show a, sh- uh, a string of series, uh, one being Boy Meets World, Family Matters. I think Step by Step was on there for a little bit. Yes, sir. Um, was Home Improvement on there? Um. Yeah, I think Home Improvement. Sabrina. Sabrina, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah. So there was a bunch of like TV shows that they would show on a Friday night in a block of four hours or so. So they show a string of like six or seven shows, uh, which was like the highlight of my uh, preteen years. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know what inspired me to say that, but... No, I mean, it, they, they're just really good times. And I was also explaining to Jay like, I think that's why I enjoy Stranger Things because it has that, I don't know, that 80s, 90s nostalgia. Mm -hmm. And it just carries like a, the best way I can explain it is like a warmth. So like, I think that there's the same thing with like in music. Like when I hear like kind of an 80s vibe that's made in like 2000s, like I love that stuff. It's like, 
some people like wearing throwback joints mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's like mm-hmm. i don't know it just carries an essence there's something about like old school especially like horror themed things yeah um a lot of people are jumping on that horror themed bandwagon from the old 80s school. yeah um i just watched a film that was made in 2012 it's called hick have you ever watched hick hick no no it's a really well-made film about um a hick no no it's uh i forget the girl she's a young actress i forget mm-hmm. what else she was in but uh it's basically about this young girl that's trying to get out of the rural area and she finds her way into like this guy ends up being a pimp but yes. it's literally shot like you would think it was shot in the late 70s early 80s oh this girl yeah chloe grace moretz yes the girl from kick-ass it was yeah oh blake lively's in it Mm -hmm. hey girl it was it was really well done in the sense like you would have thought it was shot a nebraska teen gets more than she bargained for when she sets out for the bright lights of las vegas shout out to sean he's like a fellow friend filmmaker he uh he's the one we were checking out this movie the uh the other night he put it on he's like yo it's really good and i was like wow Mm -hmm. really well made 5.6 on imdb People didn't appreciate it. Huh? <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, a lot of people are like um, piggybacking off the uh, 80s vibes for yeah. like horror films and TV shows uh, with the Stranger Things and the recent episodes of uh, American Horror St- the re- recent series. <laughs> I was like, wow, you're going to inhale that whole mic. <laughs> the recent series of uh, American Horror Story was based on uh, 80s slasher movies. Yeah. It was like super cheesy, purposely super cheesy with the acting and just the storyline. It reminded me a lot of like uh, Friday the 13th nice. uh, mixed with like paranormal activity kind of sort of. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think kind of Stranger Things kind of kicked that off, no? Yeah, I would say Could so. Could have been something else because I've seen a lot of things after that. I give um, Stranger Things like a 9.0. Mm-hmm. Speaking of like 80s and 90s, what do you guys think of Jay's jean jacket? I think he carries jean jackets very well. We'll have a rating on Terrible uh, Reception Podcast from 1 to 10 of how nice jean jackets look on Jay. I've been trying to get Jay into a jean jacket for years. I've been trying to get myself into a jean jacket. <laughs> yeah. I wore this for a photo shoot a couple years ago, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've been eyeing this thing since you put it on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, literally in the shoulder, everything, it, like, fits, like, super perfect. Everything was perfect. The only Dude, thing that's I, annoying me right now, and I, maybe this is, like, my OCD, but that pocket, I've been trying to, like... This one? I've been hoping yeah. I look at it, and it, I was like, trying to, like, put it down like this one. Yeah, yeah. But, uh... Yeah, once I did war for that fit photo shoot, I've been going into you don't know how many fucking stores I went to, and I could not find the perfect like yeah. color denim. That's it's what I said, too like, dark or too light. Light denim. I mean, I even got the one behind me, Fear God joint. It's kind of like that light. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like I think light it's also wash that wear and tear too. Yeah. I feel like after a couple of years, it kind of washed out a little bit, which is great. I love this color. Yeah, when jean jackets like pick up dust and all this yeah. other stuff, it, it builds character like a pair of Vans. Yeah, and you were like, oh, it has a couple of rips. I was like, I actually love the rips. Yeah, yeah. The way they the started happening in the elbows uh, and stuff. Like I had like, a shirt like this that was like. That actually looks rip, dope. Right? Like the, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That had a rip right here in the elbows. Yeah, and yeah. everybody was like, that looks crazy. I was like, I think it looks dope. Yeah. <laughs> People pay for that shit. Oh, uh, yeah. Easy season. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, vote. Right? <laughs> <laughs> From one to ten. We, need, we like... need to freeze frame that. <laughs> but, yeah, I love this thing, man. Thank you. No problem. If I could wear it every day, I would. You should. I'm actually very hot. I didn't want to take it off because I like how it looks. It's toasty. And it's kind of annoying to 
put this hoodie that I have underneath mm-hmm. it back into the sweater where gotcha. it fits comfortably. Gotcha. So literally when I took it off yesterday, I took it off with the sweater. Maybe you should get it, it right like back a, on with the sweater. You should go to like somebody to like sew the hoodie into <laughs> it. <laughs> that would be dope. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's kind of hot in here and I'm like, nah, I don't want to take it off. It's yeah, part yeah. of the outfit. Gotcha. That's what fashion's yeah. about. Even if you're a little bit uncomfortable, mm-hmm. if you're feeling the swag, you got to stick through it. Yeah. That and I'm wearing a gray shirt under here and pit stains are probably insane right now I'm, uh, like i said you <laughs> came in here i was i was proud of the fashion the layering you got the gray yeah, that goes yeah, into the black you offset like with the blue that looks like dope that man shit. it looks dope i, th- I think i could have just like um did a little better with my pants choice maybe some black denim jeans and stuff yeah, you know what would offset it really nice mm-hmm. i've been really into this color called burnt sienna or like a burnt orange mm-hmm. if you had like a burnt orange pant mm-hmm. with this with the blue black and gray psh, that's why I posted that color thing. I was like, what what matches? Or like your, uh, what I call oxblood or burgundy or maroon, like a dark maroon. That's always dope with this type of fit. You know what I'm saying? Or this color gray, you know what I'm saying? Or brown, navy blues, super sick. Yeah. This look, that's actually looks good, shameless plug, with the uh, Benetton hoodie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love I when the, the whole crew is fresh, man. It's just like a whole different <laughs> vibe. You like everybody's super. It feels dope. good, man. I love wearing this thing. Yeah, yeah. It makes me feel cool. I was wearing this the other day and it was like fucking cold as shit. Everybody right. was like, Aren't you cold in that? I'm like, Yes, but it looks good. <laughs> and then he's like, <laughs> and <I'm> like <laughs> I feel like I'm in a slow motion right now. <laughs> I was like, Let's get inside. Go to the gift shop. Go to the gift shop. I'm living in slow motion, <laughs> slow motion. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, how do we get there? I don't know, man. Fashion always takes over. Super random. But did you know that the Tokyo Drift song says um, it's in English? Okay. Did you know that? What do you mean? The Tokyo Drift song. Hold on. Dun, 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 dun. Have you ever looked up the lyrics of it? I have not. All right. I'm going to play it for you right now. Okay. Amy brought this up to me the other day, and it blew my fucking mind, because I thought it was just like Japanese or something. Okay. So the song... By the teriyaki boys, Tokyo Drift. I don't want to get flagged, so I'm going to talk over it. And uh, hey, 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 so hey. if you're familiar with the song, you hear the lyrics? Yeah, I can hear it. I never thought it was English. Damn. That's your like subconscious being prejudiced. Yo, for real. <laughs> <laughs> It blew my mind. I wonder I, if you know. Yeah. I wonder if you know how they live in Tokyo. <laughs> if you've seen it, then you mean it. Then you know you have to go. Fast and furious. <laughs> <laughs> Your rendition is superb. <laughs> it was more of like, uh, as a person that like loves lyrics and shit, yeah, yeah. I never like took a second to like sit there and process that. Well, no, nah, it's, it's a dope song. But I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes you would think if it has like, I guess like an overseas vibe. I guess it's just like without really paying attention to it, you're like by default, you're like, yeah, it's probably like a different language. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like it's like reggae, right? You're like they the patois of like Jamaican or like just like the different dialects. It's kind of like you feel like it's a different language, but it's just like a broken English. You know, it's just different slang, so sometimes it comes off as a different language. Mm. That's how people feel, yeah, about like reggae music. Reggae. So, mm, hold see. on. I had a topic that I wanted to, dis- well, not a topic, but uh, 
little section that I want to. Uh, I'm trying to not. <laughs> I'm trying to talk over the people yelling. In yeah, the I know. There's so many things uh, going on today. See. Okay, I got some rapid fire questions inspired by the uh, Vogue 73 question thing. Okay. And you have to answer it immediately. Let's no do thoughts. It. No explanation. Just do it. You know, deep down inside, I've always wanted to be on Vogue 73 questions. I'm like, this shit is so no. <laughs> First question. What's your favorite thing in your closet right now? My favorite thing in my closet right now would definitely have to be um, this Fear of God jean jacket behind me. Um, it's It resembles, again, an 80s aesthetic. Don't explain. Just say it. All right. Fear of God jean jacket. Okay. What's the best advice you've received? Best advice I received was, uh, again, follow your gut, follow your instinct. What's your favorite movie ever? My favorite movie ever would have to be, ooh, that's such a good one, goddamn. Um, First one that comes into mind, go. Gladiator. Gladiator, good choice. <laughs> Describe yourself as a teenager. No, Star Wars, fuck me. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Describe yourself as a teenager in three words. Um, artistic, mm -hmm. uh, kind of dreamer, zoned out, okay, and uh, very active, like physically, three, like three, three words. Oh, active, uh, uh, artistic, dreamer. Cool. Uh, you don't have a handbag, okay? What uh, is your biggest pet peeve? Biggest pet peeve is when people are um. Hypocri uh, hypocritical of themselves dark chocolate or milk chocolate oh, dark chocolate bro <laughs> out of here uh <laughs> if you could be from any other decade or era which would it be 70s nice if you were okay if you weren't in the music industry what would you be doing nursing nursing i like helping people i realize that who are you listening to right now um artist wise Artist wise, I am definitely listening to K. Roosevelt, super dope. Uh -huh. Um, and I just go back to the other artists. Like, uh, I don't know. I've been in like I've been in a yay zone. Like, like his uh, like his new project doesn't really re like sit with me that much. But like, I was going back to you know like feel like Pablo. Like sometimes I just like rocking out to those joints or Yeezus. Like I love the beats on them. If you could have any three people dead or alive over for dinner, who would they be? My grandparents. That's two. One more. Um, I would have... I would have, like, an ex-girlfriend that passed away in a car accident and just ask her, like, damn, what what went wrong? Like, why, why you got to be on? No, it has to be somebody that you know. That is somebody I know. Oh, you had somebody that passed away? Damn, yeah, yeah. Fuck me. How bad? <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> I'd be like, where did it go wrong? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if your house was on fire, what two things would you run back to get? Um, <clears throat> I would get my um my equipment as much as I could. Two things. Like just like okay, individual. Like you have to walk in. You have two hands. You can only grab two things. I grab my camera and my hard drive. Mm, okay. Uh, da, 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 da. Who would you play in the movie of your life? Who would, who would play? play? Who would play you who in, play in the movie of your life? Um, <coughs> who played Zach Morris? What's the What's the? Fuck! I don't want to look it up because I know this. Uh, shit! I gotta look it up. 
because I know this. I'm trying to do it without looking it up. My fucking brain sucks. Okay. So I think he's a pretty diverse actor, wouldn't you think? Mark Paul Gosler. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing a lot of things these days. Yeah, yeah. Uh if you had a spirit animal, what would it be? Fox. Fox Elite. What's your favorite TV show? Favorite TV show was uh What was I watching a lot of? I, I would say like uh like uh Family Matters as a kid. Okay. If you had one superpower, what would it be? Um to to heal. To heal? Yeah. Physically or emotionally? <laughs> Both. Like just healing in general. You know, now that I say that, Wolverine's healing factor does uh-huh. not work emotionally because he's a very like scorned yeah. individual. <laughs> I think I think that's ver- I think that's uh since you reflected on it, I think that's probably what they would want you to think about is that just even though you just can, thinking about that you can fix everything except you can't fix your anger you know mm, what i'm saying yeah very angry man yeah yeah okay that's it cool you want me to ask you the same questions no because i've had thought time to think about it gotcha <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right you have any topics you want to discuss yeah yeah um well I, I did mention the uh political things and all that um i was thinking like when uh when 2020 comes around right do you think like since it's gonna be literally 2020 like i felt like i don't know how to explain it maybe like when 2010 came around or when 2000 came around you saw like the introduction of like a lot of new technology a lot of new um fashion waves and stuff like that we've kind of seen it like you know in progression but i feel like even like how Tesla like uh, kind of unveiled their new like cyber truck. Like I feel like 2020 is gonna come with like a whole brand new wave of technology and things that are gonna be like dispersed on us. Um, I wanted to know your thoughts. Like what what are your premonitions for 2020? What do you think is 2020 is gonna be about? If you could pick like three things, like are holograms really gonna become like a like a thing that are going to be part of as much as FaceTime, just like an idea like that. Mm, I don't know. Cause if I had those ideas, I would put them out myself. Billionaire. <laughs> exactly. Holograms are actually a thing though. Yeah. Remember we saw that white club Jean hologram at the, yeah. at the airport. When you think about it, it's kind of easy. Like it's not easy to make, but I'm thinking like if holograms do come out, just kind of like, you know how holograms like, perform at concerts is so wild. That's what I'm saying. Cause like when you think about it, like if you guys ever took a laser pointer, if you have it in a room that's not like dusty or like has fog in it, sure it just hits the wall. But like when you add that smoke, it like bends the light. So that's how they make the holograms most of the times. You need particles, and then the light bounces off those particles to create like in a sense like what you think is like a 3D projection. Mm-hmm. So like if it became a household thing, say if it'd be like new alexa with like hologram feature it would probably have to like spray a little bit of something or constantly disperse some type of uh liquid that evaporates and then the light beam would project like say your family member but the hardest part would have to like the camera that's recording the person Mm -hmm. i feel would have to be 
either it's like a 2d that feels 3d like it gets a little bit of dimension or it would have to be like a 360 camera type of deal to get that transaction yeah but um okay how's this question they're saying this is more conspiracy bag they're saying outside of our phones what a lot of these companies are giving deals for people to grab an alexa or joints that are like that that you place in your home they play music for you they know your location but they're also recording everything that's going on what do you feel about that we have no control over that yes you do you cannot put it in your house well there you go but through marketing people are like so obsessed with it i mean marketing wise i don't see what the big deal is because your phone can kind of do that right i believe so yeah because you could speak about something and then all of a sudden you see an ad about it yeah sexy ladies let's see if that works <laughs> sexy ladies um i don't see why everybody gets so freaked out about it if it's just for marketing purposes then why are you freaking out you know what i mean like everybody's all crazy about like these fucking you know these ads popping up on your page i find it convenient <laughs> I'm talking about like apples and all of a sudden it's like, yo, apples are on sale. Fuck it. I'm headed over to Whole Foods and buying some apples. <laughs> yeah, but I mean? then but then it's like, I don't know. I understand if they're like it's, I don't know, selling your address to somebody and then your house gets blown up. That's a different know. story. Because like think about it. Like people said that if you go onto Google Maps, the scary part is that, you know, you have some people that if they are plotting to shoot up a school sometimes on google maps you can even enter the school like how did they get imagery of inside the school mm. like you'll know the whole hallway path you'll know everywhere to get like that's not mm. always safe i don't know if you could go that crazy into google maps mm. there is this account i think on twitter that shows really funny uh google map photos mm -hmm. like you'll see one photo of some guy on his steps like slipping mm -hmm. and then the next image is him falling down the stairs oh <laughs> but you could also find like weird creepy images on like google maps it's funny no it is mm -hmm. i think it's cool though like i never know like what year the quote-unquote satellite or whatever took it because i like sometimes i'm like oh uh like i went to go see my dad's uh village in france i typed it in google maps and i was like oh this is the year before he like switched the gate out or whatever you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. I mean, with awesome technology, with awesome advancements in technology, there's always those assholes that ruin it for everyone. True. Like Ubers. Ubers super convenient for us out here in Jersey because the public transit isn't the best. It isn't like New York. Like it doesn't run 24 hours. Uh, it is it it isn't the most convenient either. Um, where we could take a subway from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. um, so when uber came out i was like oh this is amazing and then all of a sudden now uber drivers are fucking killing people and yeah. uh taking people for sex trafficking i even saw your stuff. sister like, she oh was like God. posting something about sex trafficking it was actually kind of scary because they're like uh now you have to check the uh child safety lock on your ubers because they might keep you in the car or they're saying like if somebody does put you in a trunk like you should be kicking out and punching out the taillight so you can wave to people like mm -hmm. that's crazy yeah man and they also so. said i don't know there's so many things yep so yeah like i said there's always that one or two assholes that mess it up for everybody else so um but yeah anything else you want to talk about um 
those have been like larger topics on the scale um i think we've been working a lot on the new music and taking care of this wedding that we took care of in cali that was fun yeah that was a lot of fun uh it's like so much shit that happened in the last month and a half since we released the last episode it's like old topics basically so we don't want to tackle any old topics i think we've been um i mean shout out to orchard that's who we are um currently signed with for distribution purposes Mm -hmm. and you know i think so far you know like i've seen some advancements within our little career Mm -hmm. uh in the sense where we have a vivo channel now Mm -hmm. uh oh since we spoke to you guys this is also great accomplishment um at least from a social media standpoint we were verified Mm -hmm. on instagram um you know yeah i guess like in a smoking mirrors game um that definitely gives us that verification gives us more of uh, upper hand Mm -hmm. in the way that we're perceived so it's kind of like the acknowledgement we feel we should deserve as artists in the sense that people take you a little more seriously. Um, what else do we have? Uh, got the Vivo channel. We, um, with the new company, uh, a lot of times you upload your music in a higher quality format uh, to all the streaming services or like, you know, to the, um, you know, their standards. So we have our music out kind of like swapped out sometimes people don't notice it but uh all like the best quality um uh, versions of our songs are out and uh it's more like little details that we would notice that people probably won't unless you're actually on the page and you see you know aesthetically how clean it looks yeah it's it's it's, it's a different uh aesthetic of format like Jay. our apple music actually has videos on there now yeah, yeah. uh title has our videos on there now um spotify obviously has our verification thing on there um and uh we submitted one of the songs to possibly get placed on a on a playlist hopefully yeah. that goes through um you know it's just like little details which kind of helps us spruce up everything else like the soundcloud soundcloud page we're trying to spruce it up a little bit because we noticed that a lot of people still use soundcloud mostly the younger crowd Uh um so it's like these little details that you know help establish ourselves as professional as possible yeah it's kind of getting like your your suit tailored to you it Mm -hmm. just looks better at the end of the day and um jay had a funny story he's been on his uh follow back game on social media and uh you want to tell them we get we got like a i found it to be super cool because mm-hmm. again back in the day there was a group by the name of jodeci mm-hmm. and if you want to tell that little or casey story, and jojo yeah yeah so if you want to tell that story i think that was pretty cool um yeah i've been uh, i've been on uh instagram quite a bit lately to the point where it's like sickens me to see the uh runtime i have on my phone yeah uh mainly just pushing the brand and pushing us as artists you know just trying to gain more followers and more interaction with people having conversations with people on there um just to let them know that we're not we're human you know Mm -hmm. and we'll take the time to talk to you guys if you appreciate us and stuff like that so um one of the follows um she was like oh i love your music um my dad um is actually jojo from jodeci (laughs) and uh he listened to remember me and he loved it and i'm like oh shit 
small world number one yeah because yeah. we you worked on a photo for him for a show that he did mm-hmm. uh several weeks ago shout out london durham <laughs> london durham and um yeah man it's just cool getting validation from like the people that we listen to and that we admire because uh, I know I'm bumping crazy, 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 just thinking about you lately. <laughs> when you when you get like uh, confirmation from a group that had that much success, especially when they're featured on like Tupac tracks and stuff like that, that's like, how do you want it? How do you want? Yeah, it's so it's, it, feel? so dope to uh, to have that little uh, applause. You know, I think it's always cool. You know, you're on the right track. That's all. Yeah, man. Hold on, I'm gonna look up a. Wing. Hopefully, we don't get flagged for this. Let's see how good YouTube is. Please don't flag us. <laughs> so we're gonna talk over this, but this is an old school track for you guys. Ooh, hey. never find another lover I'm sweeter than you. I'm sweeter than you. Okay, hey. that's enough. <laughs> Somebody said, "Would you mind sending me your music links?" And then, oh, shout out the Vision Room. Mm-hmm. Also, we uh, we have a small little partnership with the Vision Room. They are a great studio out of Jersey City. Yeah, if you are an aspiring model, aspiring photographer, aspiring anything, they even hold yoga classes out of their studio. Mm-hmm. Um, hit them up. They are located in Jersey City, New Jersey. Look up the Vision Room. Mm-hmm. You will be very, very happy with the services that their whole team provides. Yeah, man. And, uh, yeah, Jay Marie, the head owner of the uh, studio, just hit me up. She said uh, one of their qual- ah, clients are inquiring about how much we would charge to do an in-studio performance. And it's only right that she hit us up. Amen. Amen. Always looking well, us out. to them, yeah. They're yeah. really dope. They support us just off the strength of the, the quality the that we put out. And uh, we Ooh, have stretch. put out two lyric videos. Yes. Which were, I'm not going to be ashamed of it, but it was inspired by Color Studios on Instagram. And we kind of just flipped it a little bit and um, added lyrics to the video. Kind of just, because I was sitting there like, how can we make this a little different? Mm-hmm. Where it doesn't look like we're completely biting the idea. <laughs> so um, I just tediously, really tediously, like it took me hours to put those lyrics into the video. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, man, it's a lot of fun. It's really quick to shoot. Um, it's annoying to put the lyrics in there, but yeah, it yeah. gives it such a dope vibe. That's the most and, tedious uh, part. Yeah, but overall, it's fun. It's uh, dope. It helps us have others revisit our older songs um, just to give it more traction and uh, more recognition mm-hmm. that we feel it deserves. And uh, we're going to continue working on that while we... Um, gather some ideas for this fallen music video hopefully sometime in the winter time yeah yeah i have a couple ideas that we can like boom base it off of mm-hmm. i'm excited man i'm excited for a lot of things but um i mean i feel like that wraps it up on my end yeah, i don't know i feel like we're stretching this out longer than it should but um, yeah we're just I getting that deserved about <laughs> i mean depends how you look at it <laughs> Well, yeah, man. Um, again, sorry for the delays between episodes. We're going to try to be a little more consistent. Hopefully this works out uh, to our advantage. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're waiting for Pro Tools to get their shit together. Come on, Avid. 
Yeah, man. And um, and come on, Apple, you're the one who messed it up in the first place. Now everybody real. else got to work hard. For real, it's like come on, they set man. the house on fire and walk away. Yeah, and they give you a bucket of water to try to figure it out. But like, yeah, everything uh, is being worked on. It should yeah. only take two years. Anyway, <laughs> like, subscribe, and turn on that bell notification on YouTube. And comment. Let us know you're alive. Yes, sir. Um, Apple Music, make sure you leave a rating and leave a review. Like I said, every review, every like, every view, every stream, every download, and every purchase is to our advantage. And we love you guys for taking the time. It if means the world to us. Thieves, make it. Yeah, it means the world to us. We do this for the love of it. Yes. And we would love to leave everything else and just do this. Yes. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, also on Spotify, make sure you follow us on Spotify. Even if you don't use Spotify, just give us some numbers, man. <laughs> Even if Apple is your your destination, just uh, go on Spotify real quick. Search Terrible Reception Podcast. Search Benetton and follow us. Stream everything. And uh, yeah, that about wraps it up for us today. Episode 24 of the Terrible Reception Podcast or 25. And we'll see you next time, guys. Let's hit them with the intro with in the, the outro. outro. Can you hear it?